Welcome to Midnight Conversations. My name is Stephen Banos, and I far too aggressively <laughs> turned the volume down <laughs> on that uh, intro music. That's that's right. I'm an Abby Crouch, in case you forgot. <laughs> but yeah, uh, you know, it's okay. But you know what I did like about that, Stephen? Oh, yeah. Was usually when we're about to do the podcast, we have this period where, you know, we're like, are you going to go? Am I going to go? Who's going to intro? Mm-hmm. You just went and you took it. You know, you had that aggression with, with every aspect of your, <laughs> your yeah. introduction. So it was very good. I enjoyed it. It's interesting. Am I a new person since last week? Maybe I don't know. You look at you got your cup. You know you got you brought your own mug. Stephen uh, likes to bring That's his it. own mug. Uh, it's actually no. This is the first day he's done it, and uh, an interesting tact. Someone who walks around with their own mug says something about about the person, right? Yeah. Thank you for that psychoanalysis <laughs> there in relation to my mug and my changed behaviours. Well, uh, you know whose mug we need to thank. CPAS. There. Look at this. We, I don't know if that was a great segue or it's just because we do it at this time of the podcast, every podcast that you knew what I was talking about there. Yeah. But it was uh, it was a struggle. But who mm-hmm. are CFAS, Stephen? The Australian National Centre for the Public Awareness of Science. Mm-hmm. And what do they do for us? They provide us with a space mm-hmm. and they provide us with some facilities that uh, exist within that space. And then we <laughs> utilize those uh, facilities to uh, talk about science, which is what we're here to do today. The rest of the podcast will be much more specific <laughs> than, than that description. But yes, that is what we're here to do today. Yes. Stephen Manos, I picked this paper. Uh-huh, for good reason. Obviously. For a very good reason. Mm-hmm. Uh, today's paper, do you want to let the listeners know what today's paper is all about? Yeah, so last week I was heavily criticised by Anadin because I was unprepared. So, this week, Anadin has picked a paper which I am intrinsically prepared for. Of course you are. Um, And why is that? It is the topic of alcohol hangovers. Mm -hmm. Uh, Specifically, what... Why do hangovers happen, I guess, yeah. is, is sort of the takeaway from today. We're trying to understand it. And this is one of those papers I really enjoy because it's, I always thought I knew why hangovers happened until mm. I looked into it and I realized, hmm, no one knows. Really? Yeah. It's the, well, it's, which is the kicker. Like they, everyone has ideas and there's some weight to, or merit to each idea. But yeah, it was pretty interesting to, to think of it that way. But it yeah, did lead great. me into, uh, into some interesting facts that I found out. Uh, and this, this, <laughs> this week's is segment. a new segment. Yeah. <laughs> interesting fact. It well, it's a two-week two week running streak. I think mm-hmm. that's enough to be classified as an official segment of the show. It's a thing. I'll write some new theme music <laughs> for it. That's it. Oh, yes. <laughs> Looking forward to it. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to hold you to that one. <laughs> oh, no. So uh, the interesting fact is about, it's sort of somewhat tangentially related to uh, drinking and hangovers in some way. So if, if anyone's done any sort of statistic in or a statistics course within university, they they may have heard of something called the T-statistic. It was uh, something that was introduced in 1908 by a guy called William Gossett. And he was a chemist who worked at the Guinness Brewery Factory in Dublin in Ireland. And he actually went by his pen name, which was Student. And so when he published papers, he published under the pseudonym of Student. So Gosset had been hired owing to uh, the Guinness's policy of recruiting the best graduates from Oxford and Cambridge to apply biochemistry and statistics to Guinness industrial processes. So Gosset uh, devised the T-test. And for those of you who don't know what the T-test is, it's 
pretty beautiful and it's used in all aspects of uh, science. It's essentially where you have two groups and you are wanting to compare their mean means of the two groups and or their averages and you want to see is there a difference. So for example, say you have one group and their average age is 50 and the second group the average age is 60. You want to you can just do a t-test to see is there a significant difference between those two groups and you, you may say look 10 years that's a big difference that makes sense but this test can be applied to any uh, difference so we can say 50 and 51 or 50 and 50.5 is that a significant difference between the two groups is it a meaningful difference and so we can use this t-test to do such a thing so it's it's helpful when we're using the independent t-test to compare two separate groups and so what he did was um, he used the t-test as a way to monitor the control uh, the quality of stout so the t-test uh, work was submitted to and accepted in the journal of biometric and published in 1908 but the company's policy at Guinness forbade its chemists from publishing their findings. So Gossett published his statistical work under the pseudonym student. And so to this day, it's actually called student's t-test, but people don't know really why it's called students. And it's because of this, it's this guy who created it based off of yeah. Wow. Fear. So, a any idea as to why they prohibited that from being published? I think maybe they were super paranoid, um, j just uh, you know, uh, wanting to control the information that was out there. Maybe if this information was widely available, other breweries may use it to improve the quality of the stout. Maybe. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, so they kept it as kind of a trade secret. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe. But it was. Uh, yeah. yeah. Interesting. Yeah, I thought so. Look at that. Am I living up to the hype of this segment? What's the segment going to be called? Does it have any uh, any any fancy name? Uh, look, you need to leave that with me. No, okay. I want to make it good. Okay, cool, cool, cool. Next um, week, listen up. I'll have it. I'll ha it'll, be, it'll be brilliant. <laughs> looking well. forward to it. But in saying that, today's paper, we're looking at hangovers. Have you ever mm. had a hangover is a key question, and that's what I'm going to ask Stephen. Yeah, bring it on. <laughs> what? What? Have you had nope. a hangover? Never. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I was going to rephrase that for you, which is how recent was your recent hangover? <laughs> it's a more specific question. Okay. Um, Are you hungover right now? Well, let's play a different game. <laughs> when do you think my last hangover was? Uh, I mean, it's a Monday. Mm -hmm. Yesterday was a Sunday. Mm -hmm. So today. <laughs> Seems like a logical answer. No. Uh, Saturday. No. Saturday. Saturday was my last okay. hangover. From Friday night. For, uh, from Friday night. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And could you describe uh, to the listeners at home what your mm -hmm. experience of a hangover is? Yeah. Um, basically, just all of Saturday, I was mm -hmm. feeling tired. I had a bit of a dull ache at the back of my head. My stomach felt a bit queasy. I felt just really weak and tired throughout the whole day mm -hmm. um, until about uh, 7.30 p.m. when I started drinking again, which sort of fixed it. No way. But How long did it, <laughs> so it lasted? Does it usually last for a whole day for you? Uh, well, Friday night was an exceptionally kind of uh, festive evening. Interesting. Um, yeah, so it, it, it did last most yeah. of the day. Wow. But I, I would attribute that. Uh, mostly to me just being tired, didn't get didn't get a lot of sleep. It's, yeah. Uh, well, you know what's great mm. about this is that you're sort of touching on the first part of this paper, yeah. which is defining a hangover is extremely hard. Mm -hmm. People, When we rely on people's self-report of what a hangover is, we realize that there's not actually one true definition. Maybe listeners, as you were listening to Stephen, your uh, definition, you're like, well, that's not my experience of a hangover, or I've had a different or lesser or worse experience. So, yeah. It's, ha well, have you ever had one? 
to be honest, no. No, yeah. And it's, uh, yeah, I've never had one. And I always attributed it to my age, but maybe not, given yeah. that we're the same age. No, <laughs> so. I mean, when I was younger, I, I would never... I would never really have hangovers. Okay, so maybe it's a it's a lesson. You're you're what three months older than me? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so in three months' well, time, you're but, you're also a, a much lesser drinker. Uh, yeah, that's true too. So I guess the the less you drink, the less of a hangover you're gonna you're gonna have. I, I, um, I suppose. But I suppose my so. <laughs> my theory. So my first. Mm -hmm. uh, not biased, but I guess my previous n thought of process or knowledge of this is the fact that I thought hangovers were related to water content. So did I. Is yeah. it? Is it? So th maybe that's common knowledge. I don't know, unless it's just you and me. But so for mm. the listeners at home, I thought that the, the you know alcohol is a diuretic, which just means that it sort of drains the water from your system or makes you think that you're not thirsty when your body actually is thirsty. And as a result, when you experience these common symptoms, such as a headache, it's actually just dehydration. Mm. And so that's what I thought hangovers were. Yeah. Well, I mean, b before we before we get too deep into mm. all the questions around this, I'm just going to read the, the first line of the conclusion here, which says that although several studies analyze and describe hangover, it is still poorly understood. Mm -hmm. And I got quite upset reading that because I was like, I really wanted a, a nice... <laughs> A nice clear conclusion. <laughs> yeah, no. <laughs> often the times with science, there's no clear confusion, mm. but even more so with this. And I think part of that is related to what hangover symptoms. But Stephen, do you want to go through yeah. some of the example hangover symptoms that were presented in the first table of this paper that, yeah, summarize some of those key ones? Yeah, so they break it down into uh, the first, first category is constitutional. Mm. And under that is distress, tiredness, fatigue, weakness, thirst and uh, dryness of the mouth. Mm -hmm. um, then the next category is gastrointestinal, which includes sickness, diarrhea, vomits, loss of appetite, stomach pain. Do you get any of that? Sickness? Is not not yeah. really, but yeah. I, I know I have friends that seem to experience yeah. that. Yeah, wow. Interesting. Mm. Yeah. Uh, co cognitive is the next category, and that's decreased attention, uh, decreased memory, concentration, impairment, and uh, psychomotor abilities. Mm -hmm. And then finally, sleep. Uh, which includes increased slow wave sleep, um, decreased REM time, and uh, total sleep time. Yeah. So, so uh, yeah, a, lo oh, a lot I've, of I've missed a few there. You, <laughs> you <laughs> have there's psychopathology. There's depression, irritability, anxiety, mm. photosensitivity, dizziness, um, mm. pain, muscular cramps, headaches, tremors, sweatiness, um, tachycardia. So well. all all yeah. the fun things. I always find it interesting in you know people who have severe hangovers mm -hmm. and they continue to drink. Clearly, you know. Is the hangover as bad as people think? Do people forget how bad the hangover is? Are they willing to risk the hangover? Like it's an interesting human psychology mm. uh, when you when you look into because classically, and I think this paper discusses it briefly, is the idea that when you do something and you have negative reinforcement immediately after that behavior, you're less likely to engage in that behavior. Yeah. And so whether it's the case of is this immediate enough? Like maybe the effects of alcohol uh, prolong for so long that people enjoy it and then the hangover happens too far after the fact? I don't know. What do you, mm. I mean, what are your well, experiences? I mean, it's, it's a big question. Mm. Why do people drink? <laughs> yeah, why, yeah, I why guess do that's what I'm yeah, yeah, that's, yeah, that's, that's it. Yeah. Um, knowing that you're going to experience this, why do people get drunk? Yes. Because um, it uh, brings people together. It does. Because it uh, helps you uh, forget your troubles momentarily. Mm -hmm. It's embedded within our culture. So like going Hugely. out for a drink, mm -hmm. it's it's embedded within the workplace and, and just in society. You know, mm -hmm. going out for a tea isn't as common as going out for 
um, a beverage, yeah. which is, yeah, alcohol. So, social inclusion, I'd say, is probably mm. the, the biggest factor. Definitely. And yeah, that, I mean, that's why, I mean, uni students are, are typically attributed with uh, drunkenness. Yeah. And they did look at uni students in this. Do you remember looking over that? I uh, do not. Oh, which, I uh, <laughs> oh. But like, for all <laughs> I know, you're just like throwing in <laughs> random <laughs> content. I thought I read that. And um, the uni students were what? Enlighten me, Stephen. What, what was that? Uh, they were talking about um, the percentage of people which reported... Uh, oh having yeah, having experienced a hangover. No, I, I didn't. Yeah. I didn't remember that. <laughs> I just threw an oh yeah and halfway through that sentence. And what was it? Uh, uh, well, uni uni students uh, were experienced a, a very high rate of, of oh yeah. That had no, actually, it, yeah. I do remember this. That's a serious oh yeah. But that mm. wasn't uni students. That was just younger people. No, they did they specifically say uni students. Okay, oh, right. we're debating it now. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay. So yeah, and uh, so it was more commonly found through uh, uh, younger people who maybe uni students. Yes, yes. true. And uh, um, and it was uh, reported less by alcoholics. And I specifically yeah. remember this because I was thinking, I feel like uni students are far more inclined to report being hungover within the year because it makes them sound cooler and it makes mm. them feel like they've been fitting in and going out. If I you see. ask a uni student, yeah. If yeah. you ask a uni student, you've been, you been hungover, they'll be like, yeah. yeah, man, had a crazy weekend. I'm heaps <laughs> yeah. cool, which is what I was doing earlier this episode. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah, I didn't really catch on to that. Yeah. I, didn't, I didn't do the same. But you're you're, you're right. Yeah, there is inherent bias in that, in that self-report. So yeah. that, that's definitely a possibility. And then um, on the alternative, uh, those who are, uh, you know, reported alcoholics... Mm are probably less likely to say they've been hungover because they're trying to justify their habits and say, like, nah, yeah, you know me, I, yeah, I was raised, I was born to, to drink, yeah. I don't feel hungover. Well, that, that's it, that's it. And, yeah. I mean, I think this paper also noted that it was those, like, a hangover starts when your blood alcohol concentration goes down to zero. So the closer mm. it is to zero, the more uh, likely it is that a hangover symptom or symptoms of hangover are meant to start. Mm. So to remediate that, you start drinking. So alcoholics yeah. who are continually drinking are forever prolonging that hangover, oh, right? Especially okay, if you're drinking yeah. regularly. So that's definitely mm. um, a second aspect to it. So yeah, really, really interesting. Yeah. Um, what, what did you think about some of the like uh, mechanisms behind which they thought a hangover occurred? Were any of them interesting to you? Would any stand out that, uh, to you about like how a hangover occurs? I, I think for me in particular, mm. one that was uh, noted was the alcohol withdrawal which, which was that hypothesis we just talked about which is that idea that you know alcoholics don't actually get the hangover as much yeah i thought that was i thought that was really interesting mm. as well mm. i mean what? do you do you feel that you feel more comfortable the fact that you're getting more hangovers given that it means maybe you're not an alcoholic Pro probably <laughs> yeah probably yeah, yeah i i don't know or maybe yeah you, you just grow accustomed to that state mm Possibly, sure. yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, there's there. They had a few other ideas. I mean, mm. it, it it gets a bit more and more technical. I mean, they say there's some components within the alcohol that uh, are likely to cause some of the symptoms or be related to the symptoms. Um, a lot of a lot of it is trying to explain. Well, look, we know what the description of a hangover is. We know mm. that these are the symptoms. Here are the ways we can try and explain or help explain some of these symptoms, but there's no real way of explaining all of the symptoms. And one thing in my readings of this I thought was interesting was um, the effect of alcohol and sleep quality. 
Yeah. Because a lot of people think that drinking alcohol is good for your sleep because you fall asleep quicker, which is, you know, a nightcap, mm. right? That's the common uh, connotation associated with it. And in fact, what um, some studies have shown is that it's not, yes, it does put you to sleep quicker. There's no doubting that actually. Um, but uh, what it doesn't do is improve your sleep quality. You're actually more likely to wake up earlier uh, after drinking than not, which means that you're and disrupting your REM sleep, which is the important start uh, of your sleep, which is where you're, um, uh, you're undergoing rapid eye movements, which is part of it, which is uh, important mm. for, I think, the formulation of memories. And um, oh, okay. yeah, 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 yeah. So yeah. Uh, it all happens when you're when you're sleeping. I mean, fact check me on that as always. Yeah. But sleep's right. important for a lot of things. I mean, sleep helps with the clearance of a lot of waste products that occur in your body. That's why sleep deprivation can be really hard, not only mentally, but metabolically. So mm. there's a lot of benefits to sleep. And so anything that disrupts quality sleep is actually quite an issue. Yeah. I mean, that's that's very consistent with my experience as well. Oh, really? Yeah. You wake I mean, up earlier? Yeah I, yeah. I wake up really early and I wake up frustrated. Mm. I wake up dehydrated. Yeah. Um, which kind of leads me into the things that people do to try to reduce their hangovers because everyone's got their little <laughs> right. hangover cure. Do you have one? Uh, on Saturday, I tried yoga. Okay. Yeah. Um, it didn't help. No. No, <laughs> no not at all. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I, I, I was feeling better because it so I guess it sort of woke me up a bit and I'd had a few glasses of water. Yeah, yeah, So I was yeah. feeling better by the end of it. Mm. Um, but I, I just felt like the yoga itself was probably not a great idea. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. yeah. Um, but generally, oh, one of the other things I used to try was half a, half a, a glass of Coke yep. with water. Yeah. And I guess that was... Uh, like the, the the rationale behind that was trying to replace electrolytes, right. which is which is something they get into in this paper as well. Right. Um, yeah. You know the changes in your glucose levels mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. Um, is is one of the big factors potentially. But electrolytes well, theories. I should say. Wait, are electrolytes sugars? I thought electrolytes were it's, salts. Oh, oh <laughs> sorry. No. sorry. Well, why I did thought, they right? just call them salts? I thought it was a combination. Uh, electrolytes. What are I, electrolytes? I mean, uh, yeah, you, uh, you talk about something else that you enjoy, Stephen, in this paper <laughs> while I Google electrolytes. Yeah, the other, the other thing that I tried on Saturday was uh, the Wim Hof breathing technique. Have you heard of this? No, what's uh, that? So Wim, Wim Hof is... How the, do you spell it? The Iceman. Wim, uh, W-I-M. Yeah. Surname H-O-F. Like, F- yep, yep. Okay, cool, 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 yeah. Yeah. He's the Iceman, you know, the guy that has run marathons in board shorts through the snow and... I like swims yeah. in extreme cold temperatures, and you, know, you haven't heard of this guy? No, he doesn't oh. do it competitively. He does it just to challenge himself, right? To, like to challenge there... himself, yeah. Yeah, yeah, he's, yeah, yeah. He's he's been able to develop these techniques whereby, like through uh, through breathing and, and meditation, he's been able to uh, tap into his uh, sympathetic nervous system. Mm. Or so, so he says, and, and science has backed him up actually. Okay, um, and uh, yeah, he's he's able to like basically change his uh, his brain's response to stress. Um, which is which is really interesting, and, and, and the breathing and, technique and is through, through that. Um, oh, it, it, it basically you breathe deeply in, you know, thirty times, and you hold your breath for, for like almost two minutes, and then yeah, um, right. then you you breathe in a final time. You do like four rounds of that. And, can you hold um, your breath for two minutes? What? what uh, yeah, I can. Yeah. I can. Okay. Yeah. yeah. And then like the cold showers and things. Anyway, basically yeah, the idea is that you you can actually he, he's been able to cure himself or pre- prevent diseases. 
Mm. Um, and, you know, in, inflammatory diseases through this technique. It's very interesting. Yeah, very, I will check them out. <laughs> I, I would encourage you to do so. Anyway, it didn't work is, with my hangover is the point. <laughs> <laughs> he is, I mean, it's the key uh, example that what works for the individual may not work for the population. Yeah. So uh, unless we do studies, it's important. But um, mm. two things to note. Firstly, uh, with the breeding technique, I just uh, read yes. something really interesting on Reddit, I think, uh, mm-hmm. a while back that said, what's interesting is that smoking is bad for you. But the act of smoking is good for you. For example, when you're stressed, walking outside, taking five minutes, breathing deeply, you know, all of that's good. It's just the actual nicotine and smoking is bad for you. Yeah. That that resonated with me. I've always wondered. I wish they could make a a healthy cigarette. Yeah. Well, well, why is that, though? Because it's fantastic. Like, the act of smoking is, is like, cool and it's sociable and all, all of it. It's not cool, kids. But, Sorry. Uh, no. um, but but why, why do they need to manufacture a product? Why not just, like, embed it within the culture of, like, doing so? Or do you think it's just not cool to be doing the what you're suggesting Van is, Hoff is moronic. technique? <laughs> <laughs> it's Wim Hof. Okay. You leave that man uh, while you While you say that so, to me, let me just call. <laughs> yeah, you, moronic. Because <laughs> an electrolyte <laughs> is... Uh, so, look, the definition yes. is uh, chemical compound that conducts electrolyte electricity by changing into ions when melted or dissolved mm. from my f- basic ge- chemical no- knowledge i feel like ions are okay. salts um kind of sugar is is a sugar an ion i mean hey, I'm, we, I'm not I, on here as the science man I, <laughs> <laughs> you are indeed i don't think sugars are ions i mean maybe when they break down in water they become ions so i'll, I'll give you that but i'm just i'm really not sure listeners of the show if you're a chemist and you can answer the question is steve wrong or uh, actually <laughs> yes. that's all i want to know please, is, he, is he wrong that's it please educate us on this <laughs> yeah, matter we're, we're please clearly do. but Stephen, i mean yes so we've talked about what a hangover is mm-hmm. we've talked about what are some of the causes of a hangover that are still uncertain? But we we, mm. we know there's a few things, a few reasons out there. Uh, and we've talked about some of the remedies. Yep. With this paper, what do you think are some of your takeaways from understanding more about the hangover? Mm. I guess it's that uh, science doesn't have all the answers is my first takeaway. Um, yeah. And you'd really think that something as simple as a hangover... Um, they'd really be able to understand the relationship between, you know, the behaviors of drinking and then, you know, the, the after effects of that. Mm. Um, so I was really fascinated to, to see that, a uh, little, little gap in science. Yeah. Um, I guess the other takeaway is that, uh, you know, the older you get, maybe drink a bit less. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Maybe that's... you put this paper in front of me for a reason as maybe, part of some maybe. kind of intervention. <laughs> you're older so, and wiser. Yeah. <laughs> that's exactly it. Did you have any specific takeaways? You know, well, I, I mean, I think your point on, you know, science doesn't have all the answers is a good one because mm. a lot of people think science is concrete and has all the facts and they get angry at scientists uh, when ideas change over time. But it's the nature of science and we use evidence based to get the best evidence that we have at the moment to be able to say what we say uh, mm-hmm. and that can be distorted by the media which relates in a lot of public confusion but yeah I, th- I think science doesn't have all the answers but especially when it comes to this I think one of my hypotheses as to why this field hasn't progressed as much is I mean what's the social impact of this research understanding hangovers right like is, is there if we do understand the precise mechanism of why why a hangover occurs uh, I mean, hangovers, as far as I'm aware, aren't mm. overtly detrimental to your well-being as much as other factors that are commonly investigated, yeah, such as heart attacks and obesity. So, but not not necessarily. Mm-hmm. And look, I'm conscious of time, but yeah. there there is a huge economic uh, factor here because you know 
people who are hung hang hungover, hungover. <laughs> yep, yep, yep. are um you know going to underperform at work. They're going to miss yeah. days at work or school. Um, mm. so there is yeah there is very an good economic point. Factor. I think this is mm. the the key uh, idea as to when someone has experience in something, mm. they see things more than others. Like I I didn't see that at all actually, and that's a very good point. So it's it's mm. really interesting perspective. But I I I was at work today. <laughs> yeah, you were. I, I functioned. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, you did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You just that's, did. That's what you're getting at. <laughs> no, you did a great job. <laughs> but I mean, in saying that, I think, uh, yeah, it's, uh, question science, understand mm. science doesn't have the answers all the time, but uh, trust the process because, uh, I mean, it, it does help with some, you yeah. know, enlightening ideas. Yeah. yeah. Look, on that note, um, our email address is uh, midnight conversations podcast, all one word, at yep. gmail.com. Um, send us some information about electrolytes. That's send it. us your uh, hangover cure. And also, Send us a drink coupons. We <laughs> are not only on SoundCloud anymore. Oh yes, we're on iTunes. Yeah, we're we're podcast we official. Are. It's not official until it's uh, podcast. I mean, some Android users are going to be very mm. upset by that. But yeah, and, we're on. And and has told everyone he's seen today that we're on iTunes. Yeah, I did. It was and my he, he flexes while he does it too. It's, it's, <laughs> I it's do. Adorable. I'm very I'm very proud. <laughs> I mean, I've told my family for a long time. I've been doing a podcast. Mm. We've been doing this podcast for a while. Like, yeah, we really I, have. I sold a few buds, right? Crazy. And I told them I was on iTunes, right? Yeah. Now I've gotten like at least three messages. How can we listen to your podcast? Of course. <laughs> it's of like course. I've been around. Like, what's been going on? So I'm telling you, it's not official till it's iTunes official. It's it's a very important step that we've just taken. So if you want to um, jump on that podcast, we have zero uh, feedback. <laughs> like the, the stars are zero. Maybe yep. me and you need to jump on there and start uh, inflating those values. Yeah, I, mean, <laughs> yeah. I love it. Help but us it, move through our podcast adolescence. <laughs> that's it. But in yeah. saying that. Stephen Manos, thank you very much. And uh, don't drink too heavy. This yeah. <laughs> yeah. Been a pleasure. Hey, See cool. you next week. See you guys.